Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. And if you're a local, you'd like to join in on our discussion today, we'd like you to call 702-650-5588. I say again, if you'd like to join in on our discussion today, maybe you have a prayer request, a praise report, a general comment, we'd love to hear from you. That number is 702-650-5588. And if you're outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. And that toll-free number would be 800-366-8883. I say again, if you're outside the Las Vegas area, you'd like to join in on our discussion today, please dial 800-366-8883. We're also being streamed live from KKVV's website, which is www dot kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. And we're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs website. And our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, you can go to our website. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. Select uh, any of our previous broadcasted radio broadcasts. They're in the radio archives. Select the date that you like to listen to or as the Spirit leads you. The gospel is always free on our watch. Enjoy and please tell someone else about it. We have a lot of wonderful resources there too. We discussed that and one of the resources that we used last week was uh, www.godquestions.org and there's just a slew of them. I'm here to help you uh, be all that you can be in life in Christ. Also, if you have a uh, Apple device, we are being archived at no charge on iTunes, so you can catch us on iTunes as well. Now, if most of us do have a cell phone or have access to a cell phone, I strongly encourage you to listen to KKVV via cell phone. It only works in the United States, and you can listen to Save the Lost at All Costs right now. That cell phone number is 563 563- Nine 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 thirty one ninety four. I strongly encourage you to lock that in your cell contacts and get blessed. Again, that number is five six three nine 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 thirty one ninety four. So, we are going to be talking about resurrection today. Our topic today is resurrection. So, I do have a Greek word for you. I am excited to share that with you, as I have pledged to you. Uh, this year in 2018 that my um, purpose in my heart to share a new Greek word with you every week. So I am staying on task with that. And the Greek work I have for you uh, is uh, Strong's 
Let's see. That would be 386. Again, Strong's 386. And it's, uh, Anastasius. Anastasius. And that is spelled A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I-S. Again, A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I-S. And it means risen again, resurrection. That's what it means. Okay? It is a noun and it's feminine. So it also says standing up. Uh, resurrection, a raising up, a rising. Amen. So we have that for you, and um, I'm very excited, and I hope that that blesses you. Again, our topic for today is going to be uh, resurrection. So I'd like to get into our topic for today, and um, we're going to go to Hebrews, and we're going to start in Hebrews 9, verse 27. Because in order for there to be a resurrection, there has to be a death. Okay? So let's uh, look at that. We're going to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. And the Word of God says this. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So whether you're a believer or unbeliever, indecisive, everybody dies. Everybody Death is the equalizer. Everybody dies. So uh, I'm coming out of the New King James Version. So we have that established. In order for a resurrection to take place, the first thing that has to happen is there has to be a death. Everybody dies. The blood of Jesus does not stop you from dying. Everybody will die. So now that we have established that, uh, let's move on. So I am going to go to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, and I'm going to start in verse 20, and I believe that I'm going to go down to about verse 23, or maybe perhaps verse 24, but uh, definitely we're going to encompass verse 23. So again, we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And I'm going to start at verse 20, and let's just go to verse 24. And the Word of God says this, verse 20, But now Christ is risen from the dead, and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. 21, For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the death. 22, For as in Adam all die. Even so, in Christ, all shall be made alive. 23. But each one in his own order. Christ, the first fruits, afterwards, those who are Christ's at his coming. 24. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. When he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. Wow. Now you should be well aware that there is more than one resurrection. And 23 should have been the key verse 
Let's read 23 again. It says, but each one in his own order. Christ, the first fruits, afterwards those who are Christ's at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivered the kingdom to God. The Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. Again, 24 talks about then comes the end. Now, 23, but each one in his own order. Christ was the first to be resurrected. Once he was crucified, he died. He was buried, and after three days, he was resurrected. He was the first to be resurrected. Then it talks about the first fruits. So, I've done a little study about the word, the first fruits. It says it's significant in that it was the ceremony of the Israelites that were certain national feasts kept annually. Certain national feasts were kept annually. Okay, so it says the third order of these were the Feast of First Fruits, an annual occasion of consecration that was solemnized. At the beginning of harvest time. Okay. So let's go to the book of Leviticus. So let's go to the book of Leviticus. Let's turn back. And let's see what we have here. We are going to go to Leviticus chapter 23. And we're going to look at verses 9 through 10 again. Leviticus chapter 23 verses 9 through 10. And this is the feast of the first fruits. Verse 9. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, 10. Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land which I give to you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. There it is. Now, Dr. Martin DeHaan points out that the harvest was divided into three parts. It was one, harvest the fruits of one season, presented on three different occasions. First, there was the sheaf of the first fruit, the earnest or pledge of the greater harvest that would follow. This beautifully typifies the resurrection of Christ, who by coming forth from the tomb, accomplished the work of the redemption and guaranteed for all who believe in him a greater resurrection when he returns. And when we looked at 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty, we see, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Wow. Just as the first fruits were a pledge of the coming harvest that would be presented to Jehovah, now so our Lord's resurrection is a promise that all who are in their graves 
who have died trusting him will be raised and brought into the presence of the Father. Speaking to believers, the Apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit says, For as in Adam all die, so in Christ shall all be made alive. And we see that in verse 22. It says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Again, now we look at those that came before Christ and we say, well, what about them? And that's a good thing that you should want to know about that. Because was salvation available to them? And the thing is, is that we can go to the book of Daniel. And let's get over there and see what's going on in the book of Daniel. This is a very, very interesting topic. If you're just joining us, uh, we are talking about uh, resurrection today. And I hope that um, it actually um, really blesses you. Because it's something that we should really know as believers. So we are going to go to the book of Daniel. And we are going to go to Daniel chapter 12. And we are going to look at verse 2. So we go to Daniel. And we look at verse 2. It says, As many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Hmm. That's very interesting. Now, my study Bible says this is a clear reference to the resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. Although the eternal destiny of each will be quite different. Up to this point in time, teaching about the resurrection was not common. Although every Israelite believed that one day he or she would be included in the restoration of the new kingdom. This reference is to a bodily resurrection of both and the saved. And the loss was a sharp departure from common belief. So, the Israelites always always had an understanding that there was going to be a type of resurrection for them and that they would be basically two types those who lived a righteous life and those who lived a wicked life so um they they were quite aware of that that that's beautiful especially when we look at the type of person Daniel was and how God so mightily used him 
There was no question that everyone was going to be raised from the dead. But not everyone would have the same destiny. See, that basically comes down to the resurrection of the just and the unjust. So let's go to Revelation. And we're going to go to chapter 20. But before we get there, let's go to Revelation chapter 1. And let's look at verse 18. And it says, and this is Jesus speaking. So maybe I need to start at verse 17. And then go into verse 18. And Revelation chapter 1 verse 17 says this. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Verse 18. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I live forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Wow. How beautiful is that? That the Apostle John was able to give this to us by divine revelation that was given to him by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How beautiful was that? And my study Bible talks about these two verses. It says, Our sins have convicted and sentenced us, but Jesus holds the keys of death and Hades. He alone can free us from eternal bondage to Satan. He alone has the power and authority to set us free from sin's control. Believers don't have to fear death or Hades because Christ holds the keys to both. And we must do is turn from sin and turn to him in faith. When we attempt to control our lives and disregard God, we set a course that leads directly to hell. But when we place our life in Christ's hand, he restores us now. And resurrects us later to an eternal, peaceful relationship with Him. We're talking about resurrection today. Our topic for today is resurrection. So we are going to go to Revelation chapter 20. So I'm turning to chapter 20. And we are going to look at verses 4 through 6. Again, Revelation chapter 20, verses 4 through 6. And the word of God says this. And I saw, verse 4, and I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads 
or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Five, but the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Six, blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Wow. How amazing is that? Now, my study Bible says, Christians hold two basic views concerning this first resurrection. Some believe that the first resurrection is spiritual in our hearts at salvation, and that the millennium is our spiritual reign with Christ between his first and second comings. During this time, we are priests of God because Christ reigns in our hearts. In this view, the second resurrection is the bodily resurrection of all people for judgment. Two, others believe that the first resurrection occurs after Satan has been set aside. It is a physical resurrection of believers who then reign with Christ on the earth for literally a thousand years. The second resurrection occurs at the end of the millennium in order to judge unbelievers who have died. The second death is a spiritual death, everlasting separation from God. Let's go to verse 14. We're in the same chapter, Revelation chapter 20. And let's go to Verse 14, it says that then death and Hades and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Verse 15, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Okay. So we have talked about. Here in Revelation chapter 20, that the Apostle John said he saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Now, these people existed Before Christ's second coming. And Christ has promised us in his word. That he's coming back again. So we have those. Who will be his first fruits. 
And then you have those who are believers when he comes in his second coming. And for those who the Holy Spirit is resigning in, they will be with Christ. And then you have those that would be considered in the unjust resurrection. You got to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And it's very clear as to how it's going to go. And it talks about the first fruits. So let's go back. Based on what we've gone over now. And let's see if we can line this up with the word of God. So we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And we're looking at verse 23. Again, it gives something away very key. It says, for each one in his own order. We just saw the Apostle John give us an account of resurrections. See, Christ, we know, was the first that was resurrected. Then it says the first fruits. And you go over here to Revelation 20. And we looked at verses 4, 5, and 6. And it talked about he saw those, the souls who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image or received his mark on their forehead or their hands. They lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So, those would be the first fruits. Then we know in his word that he's coming back again. That would be the second coming. And when he comes back, those who believe, who have the Holy Spirit residing in them, they will be with him. That would be the resurrection of the just. Then you have the resurrection of the unjust. Judgment. And we looked here at verse 15 in chapter 20 in the book of Revelation. It says, And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. How merciful is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How much time. Is he giving people. To really. Acknowledge him. And to receive the eternal gift of salvation. It's a beautiful thing. That you have 
such a merciful God, a loving God, a righteous God. And only he's suitable to judge you. And even in the unjust, he's giving you an opportunity here. See, he's sovereign. It will be his final decision and only his decision. You'll have an opportunity to stand before him. An account will be given. You will be there. It will be between you and the Savior of the whole world. Who else is offering you that type of opportunity? Who is even capable of that? I wouldn't want to put it to the test. I wouldn't want to wait that long to be in right relationship. But for those who are witnessing to God's creation, make sure that you're doing it With love and reverence and a pure desire to make sure that no one would be lost. It's important that we take what we're doing very seriously. Resurrection. Is going to happen. And are we being good witnesses. To God's righteousness. Or are we. Perpetrating. Wickedness. We must decide. How we are going to perform God's word. Because we have to give an account for what we do as well. It is important that we not take God's work lightly. That we are not selfish. And the beautiful gift and time that has been given to us. We must uphold the word of God. And we do not sit in the seat of judgment. We are not given that task or that assignment. We have an opportunity here to make sure that people are aware of what God can do and only he can do. So 
We don't want to get out of position when we are bringing forth the word of God, especially when we are fellowshipping with those who believe and especially to those who don't believe. We have a great opportunity here that of all the people that God could be sending to a particular person, he's sending you to them. It's not by chance. It's by design. And we don't want to miss an opportunity for those to partake in the wonderful gift of salvation and eternal life. We are going to go to the book of John. And we're going to go to chapter 4. And we are going to look at a few verses. So we're going to start in verse 25 and we're going to end up in verse 30. Again, we're going to John and we're going to go to chapter 5 and we're going to look at verse 25 and end up in verse 30. And the word of God says this, and this is Jesus speaking because I have the red letter edition. And again, I'm in the New King James Version. We're talking about resurrection today. Verse 25, most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming. And now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. And those who hear will live. 26, for as the Father has life in himself. So he has granted the son to have life in himself, 27, and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. 28, do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice, 29, and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. 30. I can of myself do nothing as I hear I judge and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will but the will of the father who sent me. So, my study Bible has this for us. In saying the dead will hear his voice, Jesus was talking about the spiritually dead who hear, understand, and accept him. Those who accept Jesus, the word, have eternal life. Jesus was also talking about the physically dead. He raised several dead people while he was on earth, and at his second coming, the dead in Christ will rise to meet him. We find this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. God is the source and creator of life, for there is no life apart from God. 
here or hereafter. The life in us is a gift from Him. Because Jesus is eternally existent with God, the Creator, He too is the life. The Old Testament mentioned three signs of the coming of the Messiah. In this chapter, John shows that Jesus has fulfilled all three signs. Authority to judge is given to him as the Son of Man. The lame and sick are healed. The dead are raised to life. Those who have rebelled against Christ will be resurrected too. But they will hear God's judgment against them and will be sentenced to eternal eternity apart from him. There are those who wish to live well on earth, ignore God, and then see death as final rest. Jesus does not allow unbelieving people to see death as the end of it all. There is a judgment to face. So, people just can't check out. They just can't die. They can't end their own lives. Everyone will be made alive. And it's important as to the choice that you make to be a believer or to be an unbeliever. It's your choice. We know the scriptures tells us that no man knows the hour or the time. It would be as a thief comes in the night. It will be as in a twinkling of an eye. It will happen that soon. So the thing is, is that you can't get ready. You have to stay ready. And the word of God is here to be a blessing to you. To reconcile you to Christ. Not to separate you from him. To reconcile you to the kingdom of God. Not to separate you from the kingdom of God. Why would God put his name on something to keep you separated from him? You have to ask yourself that. Why would he go through all of this? To doom you. To torment you. God does not torture us. God corrects us. In love. A lot of us are familiar with the word rebuke. It just means correction and love. God. Exists. So that we may have fellowship with him. So that we can experience life more abundantly. But see, it says the soul that sins must die. So how do you reconcile that? By being in relationship 
Resurrection is a fact. It's going to happen. You just have to decide what part of the resurrection you want to be in. The resurrection of the just or the unjust. You have a choice. See, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has the keys to death and Hades. He's overcome that. The grave can't hold him. Death can't hold him. And if he did it for himself, he said he can do it for us. He has a kingdom. He lives in a place. And so we have a great opportunity to join him in his kingdom and live where he lives. And he is coming back. And I challenge anybody to let me know who could do that but the Lord Jesus Christ himself who could offer that who could say that who could even say that there's a resurrection of life And the judgment will be a righteous judgment. It will be a fair judgment. Because he's conducting it. See, every person will have their day. Every person will have an opportunity. If you want to try to set something straight... But what is your antidote to sin and the penalty of it? What would be your antidote? What would be your answer? How would you reconcile that? You don't have to concern yourself with that. It's already been taken care of. He did it. Let's go to Colossians. And we're going to go to chapter 2. Again, we're talking about resurrection today. Colossians chapter 2. And we're going to look at verses 11 through 14. And the word of God says this. Verse 11. In him you were also circumcised. With the circumcision made without hands. By putting off the body of sin. Of the flesh. By the circumcision of Christ. Twelve. Buried with him in baptism. In which you also were raised with him. Through faith. In the working of God. Who raised him from the dead. Thirteen. And you being dead in your trespasses. And the uncircumcision of your flesh, 
he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. 14. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Verse 11 ought to blow your mind. We have a caller. We're going to take the call. But I would just like to restate verse 11. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh. Who could make a circumcision without hands? We as humans have hands. You ought to catch that in your spirit. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. God bless you, Sister Nina. This is Brother Roger. Hey, Brother Roger, how are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. How about yourself? Good. Can you turn your uh, phone down a little bit? I'm doing fine. You're stereo, um, stereo down just a little bit? Can you turn your uh, phone down a little bit? Okay, brother Roger, I hear you. Okay. Is that better? Yes. Uh huh. Okay, brother Roger. I'm just listening in. I just wanted to make you a great topic. Actually, I'm following along with all along for the past twenty minutes. Don't have a question or any comments. That is a very fascinating subject, and I enjoy it. I enjoy the presentation that you're doing. Well, thank you, man, again. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's fascinating to me as well. Well, thank you, man, again. I just wanted to let you know that thank you. Great work. All right. Well, thank you. I love you, too. God bless you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, young saved the lost at all costs, and God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. I enjoy your talking. But you know what? There's something I disagree with. Uh, when you said that, uh, why do people say that when we die, we go straight to heaven? Why do they say that? When God said in the book of Genesis, thus you came and thus you shall return. You know, if people believing that they are not dead, that's one of Satan's lies. Because he could deceive you. He could appear like your parent, your friend that died, and appear to you. The Bible said the living knows that they will die, but the dead know not know anything. Jesus Christ is a good example. You know, when Jesus Christ risen, and appeared to the disciple and said, Why are you so fearful? He said, Look at me. I have I'm not a spirit. I have flesh and bones like you. Give me something to eat. Why do the church believe that you go to straight to heaven? Because when God created Adam and Eve, he said, Let us make man in the dust of the ground. And God and God breathed in Adam's nostril and he became a living soul. Spirit man is the breath of life. The spirit of God, the uh, bread, source means you became alive. If, if you, that's one of Satan's lies when he told Eve, when God said, Adam, I planted a fruit in the garden, in the garden, in the midst of the garden. I don't want it to touch it. The day you eat that, you will die. But the devil was listening. So when he, when God was gone, he came in to that serpent and he saw she saw Eve walking to that fruit. Said Eve, Eve, why don't you eat this fruit? No, God told us not to eat that fruit. The day that that fruit, we will die. What's your answer to that? Well, I understand uh, exactly what you're saying. And um, when I went to Hebrews chapter 
9, verse 27, I said everybody would die. That's true, yeah. So every, everybody's going to die. That would yeah. be the first death. So mm-hmm. the blood of Jesus does not cover the first death. Everybody will die, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever. Yeah. Now, we get into the second death. The second death deals with, do you believe in Christ? Yeah, I believe, what we're saying, I believe that. You okay, the so, so we're dealing with the, the second death give, now. So that's I, why I, Jesus I Christ has to come. Right. Give that, uh, that gift, that eternal life. Okay, so let's look at this. There were uh-huh. those who existed before Christ came. Would we agree? Adam existed before Christ came. That's true, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Abraham, everybody that's in the Old Testament existed before Christ came. So they were not given the gift of salvation. However, their faith made them righteous. So they are sleeping. Yeah. So the thing is, is that the first fruits, they will be awakened first. Those are those who came first. And uh, we see that when John talks about that in the book of Revelation. We looked at chapter 20 and we looked at verses 4 through 6. He said those will be awakened first. That's, that's another topic. What I'm trying to say, why do people believe, like if I die now, this, I go straight to him, if you are absent from the body, you are fresh into the Lord. No, no, no. You, you mean to say we have no. three beings, uh, the flesh? The, my name is Roger, too. The flesh Roger, the spirit Roger, and the soul Roger. Right. We, we came from the dust of the ground. No, That's why I, people don't want to accept that we were come from the dust because it's, it's demeaning. They want you to say, oh, you're a spirit. We are not spirit. Like Jesus has said, look, I'm not a spirit. I have flesh and bones like you. Give me something to eat. It's just Lazarus. He said, Lazarus. It was flesh and bones when Lazarus came out on the ground. See, this is one of Satan's lies, the dead are not dead, so he could deceive you. This is what Ecclesiastes say, 3, 18, 19, 20. I said in my heart concerning the condition of the Son of Man, God test them that they may see that themselves are like animals. For what happened to the Son of Man also happened to animals. One thing before them, as one dies, so this, what, what so dies other. Surely they are have one bread man and has no advantage over animal for all is vanity. Well, the, the thing is, is that you said it uh, when we said we became a living soul. We were made in the image of God. Animals, were, animals were not made in the image of God. Yeah. They do, they do not have a living soul. No, what this, what this thing is saying, we just like that. We just like the animal. The animal when he die, his breath goes back to the dust of ground. But man die, his breath, his spirit goes goes back to God. Well, That's the, what this uh, Ecclesiastic chapter three is saying in nineteen twenty. The thing, the thing is, this is the first lie that the devil did when he lied to Adam and Eve, and the world accept that teaching that the dead are not dead. You are dead. Yeah, That's what according to uh, according to uh, uh, Genesis and and the, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And death into his nostril, the breath of life, and man became a well, see, living soul. Well, the thing is, is that because you became a living soul, and his breath breathed into you, his breath is eternal, your soul is a living soul. You have to decide. No, no, but, soul means life. You let, became let, alive. Let, 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 me, let me finish, sir. Let okay, me finish. Okay, okay. You, you're very combative. You interrupt no, 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 me. Really. You, you, inter- yeah, you interrupt me, sir. I I'm respected you. I, I listened to you. I received that. You, okay, you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if okay. I did that. So, Forgive so, me. So let me finish. Okay. 
You know, there's plenty of opportunity for you to be on the radio. We'd love to okay. have more people thank on you. the radio. Thank you. So thank you. So okay. like I said, we were made with a living soul. And the soul that sins must die. Yeah. So Jesus came to this earth to fulfill uh-huh. the prophecy. Yeah. And the prophecy was that he had to put enmity between sin and the ability for us to have eternal life. We weren't meant to die, but because we sinned, that mm-hmm. caused us to die, and that we surely were going to die, and yeah. that would be, be separated from God. It's not just a physical death, it's a spiritual death. That's what separates us eternally, is what we believe. And, and so the thing is, is that we talked about the book of life, and yeah. everybody has to give an account, and that yeah. you want to be in the book of life, because you're going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're going to give an account. So you have the resurrection of the just, and you have the resurrection of the unjust. So nobody escapes death, and nobody escapes, escapes what they've done. They have to give an account. It's based on how we believe and how we operate, where we're going to spend eternity. See, life here is a very short time. Yeah, eternity true. is a very long time. And yeah. God is over eternity. And so for, other, for us to have fellowship with him, we have to live our lives accordingly. And we have to be able to give an account because yeah. he's the one that has the keys to death and Hades. And if, you're not a, and if you're not a believer then you pretty much have sealed your own fate. I appreciate you, Brother Roger. We're going to have to go. we got to continue this conversation later. We love you. you. Save the loss at all costs. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. All 
donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.